Alright y'all, so I had to take a break from uh, I'm listening to this new Summer Walker. I just need to know what it is that we up against because, you know, could be some dark times coming. I heard Summer Walker drop the album and she had a song where there was scissors, so we we might be in trouble. I ain't gonna lie, I already said before that one song, X for a Reason, her single that she dropped a couple of weeks ago, I fucked with it. Y'all know me. I love samples. I love that shit. Um, now, obviously, I wasn't fucking with the whole, you know, when JT or whichever one of the city girls hopped on it, you know, um, not fucking with that city girl shit, not even a little bit. Um, but I'm only three songs in, and so far, guys, I think we're going to be okay. Now, granted, I know we have Satan's, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Sierra's Prayer at the end, um, so we'll see what happens with that. I'm sure I'll be uh, discussing that whenever I do finish the album, but I'm three songs in, and we might be okay. I was a little scared with the way the song, the album started with Bitter, because um, I'm just looking at the track list and I see Bitter and uh, Cardi, you know, with the narration. So I was I was a little concerned when that came out on the track list. Um, we're okay. Um, as a matter of fact, um, I'm only three songs in. I know the album's called Still Over It, but I don't think she's ever gotten over it. So, City Boys, we still up. But I wanted to discuss the whole Robert Sarver situation going on in Phoenix. Now, before I really get into it, I just find it funny that there's all Chris Paul is always somehow, some way at the center of every racist owner in sports. Okay, I guess I should, you know, correct that. In basketball, he is somehow in the center of it all. Now, granted, his name hasn't came up in anything. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's still the president of the Players Association. But his name hasn't been brought up. But I just find it pretty coincidental that the whole Donald Sterling situation a couple of years ago, Chris Paul on the Clippers, and now this whole situation, Chris Paul on the Suns. I'm just saying, I just find it, I just, I notice these things, you know, whatever. But, um, for whatever reason, the, uh, they're trying to cancel Robert Sarver right now, and they're throwing out all the buzzwords, well, they're missing one. This is why he might be okay. Um, but, you know, the racism and misogyny, um, I mean, you know, in this climate, uh, those that, that that's typically more than enough. I have not heard anything homophobic yet. So because of that, he might be OK. He might be OK. Now, because of the climate, like I mentioned, that we're living in, I mean, with those two buzzwords alone, I mean, you're you're pretty fucked. You're pretty fucked. Um, but I wanted to look into these instances and just kind of, you know, see what I think's really going on. Um, excuse me. I mean, obviously, I've never played professional sports, never been a part of any type of professional sports setting or environment. Um, but I was a part of a Division One football program. Um, so I, I kind of like to believe I have just a little bit more insight on the inner workings of that world and culture. Um, now again, granted, there's many differences between college and professional. I completely understand that. I'm not going to get up here and act like I'm an expert by any means, but just like I, because of my experience, am able to kind of somewhat read between the lines on things. Like, for example, when you see a guy, like you see on the ticker on ESPN, breaking news, oh, a guy has done uh, broken team rules or he's done something or like did something in a game or whatever, but they're going to handle it internally. Well, depending on the status of that player, 
um, handling it internally would probably mean something like, oh, he did uh, extra gassers on Tuesday practice. But it looks like some actual things have taken place if you read the ticker on the bottom of ESPN. That, that, that's what I mean by the little inside of things. So, you know, let me, let's just go ahead and dig into it. Racism and misogyny. They have a long litany of things that Robert Sarver has been accused of or has done allegedly um, throughout his 17-year history of owning the Phoenix Suns. And uh, I want to kind of discuss those. Now, actually, before I really do discuss those, I will say this. If I was the owner of a professional sports team, I mean, let's just think about the things that you do in the comforts of your home. I mean, you, you know, you probably do things, say things and act in a way that you probably want to do, you know, outside in the public world. So I would just think that, you know, you may have a little bit more of that same mindset when you own the team, the building, the parking lot, you know, all that. You know, when you own all that, I mean, you feel at home, you know, like that's your shit. You know, I'm just I don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, he's. Very, 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 very much so in his comfort zone. Um, I haven't said on the podcast, I don't believe, but the whole Donald Sterling situation, obviously um, not condoning racism, not a fan of racism, nothing of the sort. But I do somewhat empathize with Donald Sterling because he was having what he thought was a private conversation that got leaked in, well, you, you know what happened with that. So, I mean, eh... I think it's a bit of a gray area, but whatever, whatever. Now, back to Robert Sarver and his 17-year litany of uh, offenses. We'll start with this. Sarver repeatedly said the N-word in the coach's room after a loss against the Golden State Warriors in 2016, complaining that Draymond Draymond told him, you can't fucking say that. Um, Well, the Warriors were pretty good that year, pretty much beat up on everybody. And uh, from what I'm reading here, Draymond said something, perhaps most likely on the court. And uh, I don't think Draymond Green has any problems with saying the N-word. So for whatever whatever reason, Robert Sarver felt um, comfortable repeating whatever it was that Draymond said. Should he have done that? Absolutely not. But, I mean, I think it's kind of like that same thing you have whenever, like, you know, the N-word is used in, you know, rap music and... Uh, you know, you go to like your concerts and I, I mean, fuck it with the whole DMX thing, for example, rest in peace, DMX. Um, but there, he was at some concert, Woodstock or whatever the fuck it was all those years ago. And, you know, he he definitely had no problems with the N word. And, um, you know, he would, you know, at his concerts, there were many uh, people that weren't black that said the N word a lot. Is it OK? No, I think, you know, that word, you know, I think the word should be just for, you know, black men. Um, because, I mean, we have words that are, you know, excluded for separate groups for, you know, whatever reason. Uh, for example, it's okay for a woman to call a woman a bitch, but if a man calls a woman a bitch, well, now all of a sudden it's misogynistic. Um, there's also the, uh, word that the gays say, and, uh, well, whatever, whatever. Should he have repeated what Draymond Green said? No, but, I mean, it happens. Uh, let's see. At least six Suns employees described Sarver saying the N-word out loud when repeating something a black player had said. So, yeah, that's I'm pretty sure the whole Draymond Green situation. And if not, then, you know, something very similar, too. So, you know, whatever. And Earl Watson told him, you can't fucking say that. Um, so, you know, whatever. 
Uh, now we have here in telling a son's employee that he wanted to hire Lindsay Hunter, who was black instead of Dan Marley, who was actually a son's legend, who was white uh, as coach in 2013. Sarver said these niggas need a nigga, according to an executive who heard the conversation. Well, one, what I heard is Robert Sarver calling for diversity. And I think he also sees um, who can relate better with these players than somebody that, you know, really relates to these players on, you know, multiple levels. So, I mean, sounds like now we have an issue with uh, Robert Sarver wanting diversity. I mean, could he have said it better? Sure. But, you know, maybe he was just trying to be relatable. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Oh, let's see. Sarver made racially insensitive comment during Steve Nash's recruiting meeting in the summer of 04. An executive in the room said, we signed Steve Nash despite Robert. Now, again, I don't think he should be saying the N-word. And uh, kind of, well, my fault, they didn't say anything about the N-word. It said, he said he made a racially insensitive comment. Um, but apparently it wasn't that bad because Steve Nash still signed in, took that money and played for the Phoenix Suns for all those years. Uh, so, you know, you can make things sound much worse than they were in words. Um, as a matter of fact, I remember a time. <laughs> I remember. Let me let me see if I'm remembering correctly. Um, during one of my uh, we'll, we'll call it low moments. Um, I was uh, around a guy that said that uh, he was accused of uh, assaulting someone with a deadly weapon. And that sounds really bad. Like, I mean, I, there's no way to, you know, jazz that up or make that any better. But what that really meant was he stabbed someone. Now, stabbing and then assault with a dangerous weapon or assault with a deadly weapon uh i mean yes they're the same things but one of them just for whatever reason sounds worse kind of like the whole manslaughter and murder thing in my mind manslaughter just sounds worse but apparently it's not anyway Oh, let's see. As the Suns tried to sign LaMarcus Aldridge, oh, this is my favorite. As the Suns tried to sign LaMarcus Aldridge in 2015, they knew that he would like to play near his children in Texas. Sarver said then that they needed to get Phoenix area strippers pregnant with the NBA players' children so the team could have an edge in recruiting. A lot of the stuff he says is to get a big reaction, a former employee said. And who's going to tell him that he can't? He speaks in threats. He likes that awkwardness. He likes people to know that he's in charge. He wants control. He wants control in, of every situation and of every person. Well, one, that's somebody's opinion on the matter, that last part. Um, I mean, you have no idea. I mean, you know, that's just, you know, words that they're throwing out there to, you know, further villainize Robert Sarver. Um, now, I will say, um, <laughs> bold strategy, bold strategy. And uh, I do think that, you know, Dots are connecting if you are familiar with the whole story of that one girl that, you know, had a interesting night with the Phoenix Suns team a couple of years ago. Kind of makes you wonder, did uh, Robert Sarver set that up? Just saying. Um, you know, sounds bad, but I mean, we've all saw, uh, what's the movie Ray Allen was Jesus Shuttlesworth? Uh, he got game, I think. He got game. Um, I mean, he had a pretty good recruiting visit and, uh, you know, things like that happen on recruiting visits. Now, you know, not to the degree of, you know, impregnating strippers, but, you know, they want guys to have a good time when they're, you know, being recruited. So, I mean, in this situation, um, I would just see it as Robert Sarver had a very aggressive player, reten player retention uh, routine. 
You know, you know, can't fault the man for trying. Whatever. Uh, while involved in a contract dispute with Eric Bledsoe's agent, Rich Paul of Clutch Sports, Sarver threatened to fire Watson unless the coach, who was also represented by Clutch, ditched the agency. It's almost like an ownership thing, Watson said. He wants people to call him and beg him. I mean, okay, he had a bit of a power trip. You know, this is all alleged. I mean, this is off of a former coach. Um, so, I mean... How often does somebody who was let go by a organization have nice things to say about them? Not saying it doesn't happen, but I mean, you know, typically there's, you know, typically there's probably some ill will, bad feelings, bad vibes. Uh, for example, I have nothing nice to say about Mackie Mason, um, which is, you know, a direct contrast to when I was actually working there because, you know, uh, believe it or not, I was probably the only person somewhat in this corner. Um, yeah, but, you know, whatever, whatever, it is what it is, you live and you learn. Uh, let's see, <laughs> during Watson's first season and, you know, power trip, well, whatever, I'm not going to do that, but if you listen to this and, you, well, you know, you, you, you know how he likes to be. Anyway, during Watson's first season, the coach was asked to suggest areas in which the organization could improve when he said that the Suns could use more diversity. Sarver responded, I don't like diversity. According to Watson, a basketball operations employee, explaining that he believes diversity makes it more difficult for people to agree on things. Um, well, I mean, points were made. Points were made. Um, you know, the more alike you are, the more likely it is that you're going to agree on things. And I mean, you know, when people agree, that makes for a actually more productive uh, work environment. Just saying. I mean, if we always have to argue on shit, I mean, less things are getting done. Is it good to have different perspectives and points of view? Sure. But I can understand where Sarver was coming from. And again, you got to remember, he owns this. He owns this business. He owns this team. He owns this organization. So, I mean, he's well within his right to, you know hire who he likes and this goes on in all businesses everywhere um now again i'm not against diversity but i can understand where he was coming from with that and let's also not forget a couple of you know points ago um he did say these niggas need a nigga that sounded like diversity to me so you know i'm just saying just saying i mean at what point is yeah whatever whatever Oh, uh, let's see here. A white executive called a black co-worker Carlton, a reference to the character from the Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, despite the co-worker telling him multiple times to stop doing so. According to two ex-employees, so again, you have two bitter employees, uh, the executive jokingly told black co-worker to do the Carlton dance. Well, I would like to know the person that he was talking about. Maybe he was a Carlton-ass nigga. I mean, you know, sometimes truths are truth. Uh, I mean, yeah, you know, and I, and, and then also this sounds really, really bad if you're, you know, a sensitive ass bitch, but this sounds really, really bad when you read it, but that could have very easily been a jokingly, Hey, all right, Carlton, or, you know what I'm saying? Like, like there's, if you've been in the locker room, if you've been around sports that there is actually such a thing as locker room talk. And I mean, maybe he was just, you know, jokingly calling it. Calling a dude Carlton. I mean, with like, it happens. It 
happens. I understand it. I think context within that situation would be very, very, very important as to know what exactly was going on there. So, I mean, let, let, I mean, you know, like I said, things sound much worse in print than they actually probably were. Uh, let's see here. <clears throat> Sarver may lewd comments in all staff meetings, according to more than a dozen employees. Examples include talking about his wife performing oral sex on him and claiming that he wears extra large condoms. Women have very little value, said a woman who used to work for the team, describing how she felt when she was there. Women are possessions, and I think they're nowhere near close to where he thinks men are. So again, this is this woman's opinion. She did not say that he ever said at any point verbatim, women have very little value and women are possessions. That's just the way she felt. Everybody is entitled to their own feelings and all of that. But just because you feel a way does not make your feeling true. Because by that logic, I can say I feel objectified a lot of the time, a lot of the time, very, very much so. But that's just how I feel. That doesn't mean it's true. And even if it were true, because I'm a heterosexual, cisgender, black male, nobody would give a fuck about my feelings. Trust me, I know. Uh, and then he's talking about his wife performing oral sex on him. I mean, guys, 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 let's just let's just be honest. Let's just be honest. I would need context again, because I just I, I mean, I can only speak for myself if I if I, I'm not going to tell you about my wife. I'm not going to tell you about my wife. Now, maybe they're just joking around, having a good time, shooting the shit, whatever. And like we're embellishing. It's comedy style. He's potting. All he was was potting without the mics. Maybe that's not ever what really happened. And I mean, he's claiming he wears extra large condoms. Would this not be an issue if he says he wears regular condoms? With it, like, like, was it a problem because he said extra large condoms? And then, hey, newsflash, people, if a nigga's telling you he's got a big dick, he probably don't got a big dick. A big dick nigga don't have to walk around saying, I got a big dick. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Oh, listen, God, they got a lot of shit on this man. Uh, in the team's training room, Sarver asked former Suns player Taylor Griffin, who was lifting weights, whether or not he shaves his legs. When Griffin answered in the affirmative, Sarver asked, do you shave your balls too? This was during the 09-10 season, and according to a Suns employee, Sarver asked the same question to others over the next several years. Griffin said, at the time, I took it as a joke, because it most likely was. Looking back on it in, con in context of today, so today's world, for a leader of a company or the owner of a team to say such a thing is inappropriate. So I guess just because you're a leader, you're not allowed to joke. You're not allowed to have fun. And I mean, let's just so you know, I mean, I, I would need to look it up and I don't feel like doing that type of research. But um, I don't think Taylor Griffin had a very long or productive NBA career. Sounds like another opportunity to jump on the shit on Sarver train. Just saying that's just what it sounds like. That's how I feel when I'm reading this. Let's see here. Oh, this is this 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 is a this is a very interesting one. 
A woman who used to work for the Suns, keyword used to, a woman who used to work for the Suns said that after a male co-worker physically assaulted her outside of the office, all the organization did was move her desk back one row. I couldn't escape, she said. It was a joke, an absolute joke. According to the female employee, her assaulter's desk remained less than 10 feet away. Now, let's, this, 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 this may be controversial. So I'm going to try to be respectfully when I say this. Physically assaulted her outside of the office. That can literally mean a million things. When you read that and you hear man to woman physically assault, we all of our brains automatically go to the absolute worst. He was beating on her, slapping her, throwing her up against walls, all that shit. All that, that like when you read that, I completely understand that's where your brain goes. He could have. And I'm, I'm just saying, I had nobody. I wasn't there. I have no idea. He could have bumped into her aggressively, aggressively. It's still not acceptable, but he could have bumped into her. And now that's she's claiming physical assault. Okay, fine. You're uh, whatever. We, we again, we have no idea what it is. I'm not going to try to uh, give this guy out. But if he was if she was physically assaulted. I would believe, or I, my fault, I won't believe, I would hope, I would hope, if it was to the degree that is now being claimed all these years later, that she took it seriously and took it, took it to the authorities. Like, no man is out here advocating for women to be physically assaulted. We're not. I'm not. I'm not advocating for that. But... You hear all, a lot of the time of these instances, which are, when you actually get into the nitty gritty of it, not like that at all. Let's just, let's, again, I'm just trying to, th I'm trying to think logically. If she was physically assaulted by a male, male employee outside the office, and this was brought to the attention of somebody in a higher up position in the office. And it was to the degree. Because let's just be honest. The business, the sons, the organization, at the end of the day, they want to cover their ass. They want to cover their ass. Covering their One employee is not bigger than the organization. They never will be, never have been. So if what happened was so extreme and so severe I, I i mean i just have a hard time believing that they just be like yeah okay whatever bitch i really do i really do i really do obviously women do not you know you know it's obviously always believe all women um and fuck logic I mean, if that's just what it always is but i mean just as a business owner well okay it's if you are running a business and you have something like that happen, like, hey, say, bro, like, hey, we just can't have that's that's bad business. That's bad business. Like, we just we can't have no parts of that. So that leads me to just look at that a little bit skeptically. And also. It really has nothing to do with Robert Sarver. Robert Sarver is the owner of the team. He is not a manager. He's not. I would think he's not in there on the day-to-day. -day. He's the owner of the team. For example, 
I do not believe Michael Dell is aware of everything that happens at every Dell office across the nation. I do not believe that Elon Musk is aware of everything that happens at every Tesla plant in the nation. Maybe just in Texas. I don't know like if they have multiple locations. I do not believe that Jeff Bezos is aware of every single thing that happens in every Amazon warehouse. So... I'm this 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 just kind of seems like piling on at this moment in time, but whatever, whatever, whatever. Anyway, a former human resources representative said, I would say to employees seeking help, let's go take a walk, because if they see you bring being here, they're going to come after you. Another former HR rep said that it was sort of a culture of complicity, which I was a part of. And I hate saying that. A former human resources representative said, hey, you know, them niggas was wilding over there. Well, how noble of you to say that after you're no longer working there. What did you do to fix that? What did you do to make things better? But now all of a sudden, it's Robert Sarver's fault? The fuck? I find that interesting. I I don't know what the fuck. Robert Sarver must have been trying to buy CBS or NBC. Like, I, I don't know what. I don't know why they're trying to come take this man down. I don't know what happened. But he pissed off the wrong people, apparently. Uh, I think this is the last one on the list. Uh, Sarver told a pregnant employee that she would not be able to stay in her role coordinating the 2009 All-Star Game because she would be breastfeeding and would need to be at home. According to two sons employees, other members of the management team had to step in to rebuke the owner. Now, again, more details would be nice here. Um, because that sounds, you know, uh, I guess that would be under the misogynistic category, but if she was asked to stay at home, but was still, if she was asked to stay at home, but was still talking about, and I, 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 I would love to believe that if she was going to not be paid, that they would have added that tidbit of information. So now we're just in the gray area. Okay, well, he asked her to stay at home because she just had a child and would be, be and would be breastfeeding. Well, if you're still being paid, sounds like Robert Sarver was actually pretty generous in that matter. Sounds like, sounds like. Again, these are just words on a screen. They're open to interpretation. But the way that they are framing the story and framing is everything. The way they are framing this is he's just terrible and i do remember it wasn't too long ago that they had the kind of the same type of shit going on in dallas like dallas they said was the wild wild west and mark cuban was able to you know skate under that pretty clean uh so you know it just it just makes you just makes me wonder like what's what's really going on here why why are they coming after this man one and when they do why do they throw out these buzzwords because these buzzwords they they serve a purpose they are people emotional people women are going to latch onto them and then the cancel mob comes it's the modern day witch hunt and i mean y'all said witch hunting was a bad thing i remember in history class um i mean maybe they were you know going about it in a you know different way at that time you know debatable on how you feel about that but uh this is the modern day witch hunt so, again, I don't know what Robert Sarver is guilty of. Maybe he was trying to buy NBC. Um, but this is I'm looking at this information and, uh, you know, uh, he was aggressive in player retention. Uh, he was an 
Advoc- he was a very vocal advocate for diversity, at least on the coaching staff. And, uh, I mean, they do have James Jones, who is, a, you know, a black GM. Um, they do currently have, I believe, Monty Williams as the head coach, and they had Earl Watson at the time. So that's two black coaches that I'm naming off the top of my head. Um, they did have the opportunity to sign Luca's head coach before they dra- before Luca was drafted. Um, probably would have been a nice move for them to have Luca and his head coach. Um, but they decided to go with a black DeAndre Ayton. Um, so, I, I mean, you know... I don't know. I don't know. I just I just find it funny how I just, I don't I don't know. I don't know. Um on this episode I definitely do not believe I am speaking for most because I think most people are too pussy to actually look at things and actually critically think what really may be going on here. They just see those words racism, misogyny. Oh, he got to go. He got to go. Got to go. But I do remember those same buzzwords being thrown around in Dallas and Mark Cuban came across clean. So, you know, let's just let the facts of the case play out and let's just see what happens happens. But I don't know why this is happening. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. Very interesting story. Um, The whole part with him and LaMarcus Aldridge, that was very, 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 very interesting and entertaining to me. That's something that I think they need to add to 2K. Like give a nigga that type of power. Like, hey, man, look. I'm trying to keep this nigga by any means. Like, hey, we need. <laughs> you know what? That's it. That's it. That's it. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to get back to the Summer Walker album to make sure that, you know, we're going to be all right. Um, I do have a top 10 dropping. Uh, it's more than likely already dropped. Actually, I'm going to be finishing that up here real soon. Um, so it's more than likely already dropped. So if you're listening to this and uh, you want to, you know, check out what that top 10 is all about, it's essentially a, a commentary playlist, a playlist of commentary. 10 songs that I'm fucking with and then uh, my commentary throughout um, so yeah, I'm, yeah whatever whatever I have more of them but it's only on Spotify it's Spotify exclusive so if you're listening on this on any other platform you're not going to see it you're not going to hear it um, it won't be in the feed but if you go to Spotify you will see all the content all the content everything that I post is on Spotify so appreciate you for listening and I'll be back real soon <laughs>